0: This is KNX, the voice of Hollywood. At this time, we present Reverend Charles E. Fuller in his regular Heart to Heart Hour broadcast. hearty Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you all. Now tonight, the radio revival heart-to-heart hour services, which are coming to you over KNX, the Voice of Hollywood, are dedicated to the Baptist young people of Albany, Oregon, and also to the young people of Lenore, Idaho. And the young people at Albany, I received a letter from one of the members stating that they're going to have their society all fixed up like a room in a home uh with a fireplace and a christmas tree and other things to give it the appearance of a home and so they're having the services there at albany and then i understand there's a splendid group of young people gathered in a home at lenore and so we dedicate graciously and gladly the services tonight to you dear young people out in Radioland. i'm going to ask the choir to open up tonight with a christmas number entitled hark the herald angel sing with mr harkness at the piano Mr. Miller directing
1: the Fountain Avenue Baptist Squires.
0: could just hear the young people up at Albany, Oregon and Lenore, Idaho singing uh, with us. Uh, next Sunday evening the services are going to be dedicated to a Sunday school uh, class, or rather the entire Sunday school at Tuttle, Idaho. We have friends far and wide in the studio with us tonight is Mr. Goling of Gull Lake, Saskatchewan, Canada. We're mighty glad to have friends from the Canadian uh, country come down and visit with us here in the studio. And I just wish you could see everybody here in the studio on this Sunday evening prior to the Christmas season. Everybody's so happy and just ready to sing right out into your hearts, and we're going to have a great time tonight on the air. I want the choir to sing another Christmas number at this time, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. We're going to dedicate this song to Mrs. Bessie Farrington of Eugene, Oregon, uh, aunt of Mrs. Fuller. All right. happy out in radio land tonight my this is a wonderful season and we have a wonderful privilege of singing and preaching the gospel out into your homes and into your hearts tonight Tuesday afternoon 3 to 3 30 remember the prophetic lamp hour which comes to you over KNX and also over KSFO San Francisco and Thursday beginning Thursday January the second that is a week from this Thursday we're planning to start the radio Bible class on the hookup of the Western Network also Coming in with ksfo san francisco we're going to begin a series on the book of leviticus and we're preparing lesson leaflets to send out to all who are on our mailing list with instructions as to how to have those lesson leaflets continue to be sent to you if you so desire to have them now this coming thursday on the thursday afternoon three to three thirty a very dear friend of mine evangelist w.e peach will have the hour Mr. and I are going to try to slip away for a couple of days' rest over the Christmas period. And Sunday morning, over another local station here in Southern California, those of you who are living in this section, tune in 11 to 12. We're taking a study on the book of Ephesians. And then, of course, next Sunday night, Lord willing, the Radio Revival, 6.30 to 7.30 Pacific Standard Time over KNX. Now, <coughs> you folks in Radioland, my... How rich we are tonight, Mrs. Fuller and I, rich in your friendship. I don't know when we've received so many appreciative letters. And it just moves our hearts to think that you folks out in radio land appreciate this radio revival hour so much. And so many of you have requested our picture that, well, we're just simply swamped in the office and trying to fill those requests, and we'll get them out to you just as quickly as we can. And if any of you would like to have our picture, why just send in a card or letter uh, stating that request, we'll be glad to send you one just as quickly as we can. And because we are somewhat swamped in the office with the mailing, it'll be necessary for us to delay the little pamphlet giving the keys to the different books, the 66 books. We're going to have to delay that until after the first of the year. I'm enlarging that book and making it a, a little Christian worker's handbook on outlines of the different books with the theme and keywords, giving you just a little insight into those uh, books from Genesis to Revelation uh, for your help, and I'll be glad to mail them to you if you request them, and we'll mail them to you sometime after the first of the year. They have not yet gone to the printers. Now we have heart-to-heart talks which are devotional in character that we mail out every two weeks to those whose names are on our mailing list, and we'd be glad to include you in our family. Of Radio friends my what a family we have and we're just glad to be co-workers together with you And if you'd like to have these just send us your name and address requesting the heart-to-heart talk and mail all Communications to Reverend Charles E. Fuller post office box one two three Los Angeles, California now this is a Christmas season and I'm going to ask mr. Harkness at this time to give us a number on the piano some Christmas chimes, Bob, will you? All right. Mr. Harkness. heard Mr. Harkness playing a Christmas number, we're very happy to have Mr. Harkness with us in these services on the Radio Revival Hour. Now, this is the Sunday before Christmas, and I know that hundreds of you are listening in up in the sections of the country where it's cold and wintry outside. And no doubt you're gathered in the home around the lighted Christmas tree, and perhaps some of you have the old base burner just going and roaring away in your home. And you're no doubt in the parlor on this Sunday evening listening to the service. Of course, down here in Hollywood, we call it the drawing room. At least I understand they do, but Mrs. Fuller and I still call it the parlor. And we just hope that you have a lot of Christmas cheer uh, this year. But, you know, in some homes tonight, I'm sure that there are lonely hearts. Some of you have some empty chairs. Some loved ones have gone on to spending their first Christmas in the glory above. And I'm going to ask the choir to sing at this time a song, God Will Take Care of You. We're going to dedicate this to Grandma Garnett of Levingworth, Washington, and for Mrs. H. Cleveland of Sebastopol, California, and for the mother of Mildred Rappel of Meridian, Idaho, and... You just sing it right out into their
1: hearts, won't you? All right.
0: tonight that we have a high priest who can be touched with the feeling of our infirmity you remember last Sunday night Mrs. Fuller reading over the air the story of the conversion of a member of the our veteran of the foreign wars here in Southern California well just a few days ago this week earlier the latter part of last week rather I received a card from another member a veteran of the foreign wars here in, in Southern California who was greatly touched by that letter last sunday night and he gave his heart last sunday night uh to the lord he said i am a disabled war veteran and i'm giving my heart to the lord tonight that i've been a drinking man and the rest of my family are christians and last sunday night he knelt down and, and gave his heart uh, to the lord i'll tell you friends in radio land it just rejoices our heart and just makes us bubble over with joy when we get. Uh, letters and cards like that we can only just give you here and there a touch of them because time does not permit uh, to read all the letters that we would like to read i'm going to ask the choir to sing another song that's been requested tonight my faith looks up to thee for mr and mrs thompson of spokane washington and their son harry who's in the ranger station at pavershell colorado and for celebration of the 50th anniversary a wedding anniversary of Mr. and Mrs. FMS. We received the card, but not the name, just the initials, of Condon, Oregon. And then for Mrs. Mamie Gibson of Maxwell, California. My faith looks up to the Two verses. <laughs> ¶¶ we bow in thy presence with hearts full of thanksgiving and praise for having received the gospel into our hearts and having passed from death unto life. We know that we have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear Son, and we thank thee tonight for the great privilege that we have to be called the sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And on this happy Christmas season and occasion, we do thank thee. For that gift, the unspeakable gift, the gift of thy Son, for thou, thou hast told us in thy word that thou didst so love the world that thou didst give thine only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Father, while thousands are giving gifts one to the other, and rightly so, may thousands tonight come and receive the gift of gifts, the Lord Jesus Christ, and may they open their hearts. For he's standing this Christmas season at the door. He's saying, if any man hear my voice, that I'm knocking and will open the door, he said, I'll come in. And wouldn't it be wonderful tonight if the Lord Jesus could come in by faith into the hearts of hundreds? Oh, we pray for you, Father, out in Radioland, and for you, Mother, and for you, son and daughter, brother and sister. We want you to know him, and to have eternal life. And so, Father, we pray that the Holy Spirit may bring conviction and may speak to hearts. We're not so much concerned about speaking to their heads. We want to speak to their hearts, Heavenly Father. And so will thou give us the message, and may we be as clay in the potter's hand, pliable, yielded, being uh, willing to be molded and to be usable, and so speak through us. For this is thy hour this is thy word and this is the work of salvation to make known thy son and we'll give you the glory for we ask it in his name amen i'm sorry tonight friends in radio land that mrs fuller and danny are unable to be with us they'll be with us next sunday night lord willing and mrs fuller just sent her love to you she got up in the night last night to take care of danny and it's coming down with a cold and it didn't seem wise for her to come and she just had some many lovely letters to read to you but that's one of the all things, and we'll just wait patiently until next Sunday night, and Mother and Danny will be here in the studio, and you'll hear the letters, and Danny will sing uh, for the boys and girls next Sunday night. You know, we have learned long time ago that disappointments are his appointments, and that all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, upon this Christmas season, I know that there's some out in Radio Land, you perhaps do not know just which way to turn. What to do? I'm going to ask the choir to sing a favorite number of mine. He's the one. He's the one. That song, I'm sure that you'll love. I want you to listen to the words, this song is sung. Let me have a song book. May I read them there? Just a moment. Thank you. All right. Notice the words of the first song, or first verse rather. Is there anyone can help us? One who understands our hearts, when the thorns of life have pierced him till they bleed. One who sympathizes with us, who his wondrous love imparts just the very, very blessing that we need. And then the chorus says, yes, there's one, only one, the blessed, blessed Jesus. He's the one. When afflictions press the soul, when the waves of trouble roll, and you need a friend to help you, he's the one. And I want to point you to the only one that can give you lasting satisfaction and peace and forgiveness of sins, and that's Christ and him crucified. All right. in Radio Land tonight. You've tried a thousand ways to find peace and comfort. Perhaps your heart is breaking tonight with a load and with trouble. You're in despair, disheartened. I want you to know there's only one in all the eternal realms. There's only one throughout eternity that you can trust. You can trust him right now. And he's willing to come in and be a friend, an advocate, a Paraclete, this one that stands by, a friend in Jesus, and he's the one. I want you to know that through many, many trials Mrs. Fuller and I have gone through, God has graciously permitted us to go through, and we've rejoiced in Him. We've found time after time how sweet it is just to turn to him and to go to him, and he strengthens, cheers, and comforts, guides, and, comfort and, guide and directs. Sing the third verse, choir. May some heart be touched out in Radio Land tonight. <laughs> Christ receiveth sinful men. Somehow tonight it just seems that the Holy Spirit is pulling in this direction, guiding us in the selection of songs, because we feel that so many in Radio Land are in need, in need of Him, the Lord Jesus Christ. And friends in Radio Land, I want you to know that our sole purpose and sole ambition these Sunday night messages is to speak to those that are outside of Christ and to build up the saints in the faith and to give the word. And we're not endowed and we're not sponsored. We go just as God provides. And so we do appreciate, and especially in these closing days around the holidays, whatever you may be led to send in will be greatly appreciated. It's expensive broadcast, and our burdens are heavy, and God knows all about it, and we just appreciate whatever you can do, and no gift is too small. And we'll acknowledge everything from 10 cents up and use it for his glory and for the spreading of the word. Mrs. Fuller and I are dedicated to, under his service just to give forth the word, to sow the word, and to preach the word, and that's all we want to do in these days for his glory. But we want to have the choir sing just before the message tonight two verses of Christ Receiveth Sinful Men. <laughs> what we're trying to do is to make the message plain and simple we want you just to know the ABC of the gospel because when I stand before the judgment seat of Christ someday I want to be free of the blood of every man with whom God lets me come in contact with and I appreciate this privilege of speaking out over Western America and I want to give out the gospel in no uncertain tone and so choirs sing it again I know that there's some boy some girl some father some mother out in radio land tonight that needs christ and we want to sing that christ receive it sinful men sing it again <laughs> revival coming over to you from KMX the voice of Hollywood this is Reverend Fuller speaking now I want you to take your Bibles tonight and turn with me to the second chapter of Acts verse 38 Acts the second chapter verse 38 Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want to speak upon those few words, the latter part of that verse, which says the gift of the Holy Spirit. I just want to talk to you tonight, heart to heart, talk just out of my heart on the gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, this is a season for gifts, the giving, and the receiving of gifts. And everyone is gift-minded, thinking about the gifts that they are to give and to receive. And in the Bible, we find much about gifts and about giving. Corinthians tells us about the unspeakable gift. And James 1.17 tells us about that every good and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father above. And, of course, we have that great verse, the 16th verse of the third chapter of John, which reads as follows, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I'm going to speak to you tonight about a gift that differs in many respects from the gifts that you may receive uh, this coming Tuesday evening or uh, Wednesday morning. You know, when we give a gift, it's usually... That is Christmas season. It's wrapped up in the Christmas decorations, Christmas colors. And sometimes a little word is put upon the gift, Do not open until Christmas. And we wonder when we see the packages at the foot of the Christmas tree just what is in those packages. And then on Christmas morning, we open up the packages and we find what the loved ones have had in their heart to give to us. And so we're appreciative of what they do and the thoughts that they have towards us. But tonight I want to speak to you upon a gift. God hasn't hidden that gift and hasn't told us to wait until a certain day to open the package to see what the gift is. But he not only tells us about the gift, uh, that we may have that gift, but he tells us a good deal about the gift itself. And I want to speak to you tonight on receiving one of the greatest gifts, if not the greatest gift. Possible to receive now we receive many gifts that are Part of those giving not always the amount of money enters in to make a sacrificial gift sometimes the small amount of money Represents a greater sacrifice on the part of many than a large sum of money that those who can well afford to spend represent now God tells us here in the 2nd chapter of Acts, verse 38, He says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There are two verses, or another verse, rather, that I want to call your attention to. It's found in the 13th verse of the 11th chapter of Acts. Christ there, speaking to His disciples, said, If ye, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? If ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? And so we find there in Luke 11:13 that God is willing to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. That was before the cross, before the resurrection, before the ascension and before the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. And then in this second chapter of Acts, Peter, standing up there right after the day of Pentecost, he told them how the men of Israel and those listening, and the same message comes to us today, how we may receive this marvelous gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, whose office and whose work it is to take the things of Christ and reveal them unto us. Now, we find in the New Testament, especially, four distinct gifts. I'll just name them and then dwell upon the gift of the Holy Spirit. First of all, we find the gift of Christ by God to the world. The gift of Christ by God the Father to the world. In John 3:16, I've just quoted it to you. That's the greatest gift. And then we find the gift of the church by the Father to Christ, how there in the 17th chapter of John, that great intercessory high priestly prayer chapter, in the sixth verse, Christ speaking to the Father, speaking of those that would be members of his body after his death and resurrection, speaks of those, he says, those thou gavest them me. He said, thou gavest them me. And so we have the gift of the Church by the Father to Christ. And tonight, you and I, who are members of the body of Christ, who have been washed, cleansed, regenerated, placed in that body by the Holy Spirit, we are a gift by the Father to Christ, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despised the shame, and set his face like flint towards the cross of Calvary because he knew that after the work and the finished work on the cross of Calvary and after his resurrection, thousands of men and women would come and be members of his body. And it's a gift by the Father to Christ. And then there's another gift that's spoken of in the New Testament, especially do I want to speak upon this tonight. It's the gift by the believer of himself to God for his occupation, use, and service. And I'm speaking and dedicating this service tonight to the Baptist young people at Albany, Oregon, and to Lenore, Idaho. And I pray, and I am praying as I'm speaking, that many a young person tonight upon this happy Christmas season service may give of himself to God for God's occupation for God's use and for God's service. Oh, if I could only just talk to you tonight and tell you the great program that God has for this old world and the gospel, which is the good news of salvation to a dying world, that the great business, this side of glory, is to be an ambassador (coughs) for Christ, to go out and beseech men and women to be reconciled to God in Christ Jesus and to carry the precious water of light in earthen vessels. You and I, who are members of the body of Christ, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. And I want to tell you, while men may count it wonderful to be heads of great corporations and to have thousands of men working under them, I want to tell you that the greatest business, this side of glory, is to be a a humble child of God, an ambassador carrying the good news of salvation. And you know, I never speak to young people but I always quote Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship or handiwork created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk therein. And I want to tell you something. I caught this glimpse some time ago, and I'll never forget the Sunday afternoon, God speaking to me personally. I saw this that down before the foundation of the world God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit had conceived the church in their minds before the foundation of the world. And he saw those who would accept Christ and he outlined a program. He outlined a life. He outlined that which he wanted them to do. And all the years of my life I can see it as I look back how God hedged me in, kept me, guided me, directed me, And one Sunday afternoon, I gave my heart to Christ. And then a little bit later, on a December afternoon, when it was raining and storming outside, the folks were away. God was dealing with me. And I made a gift of myself uh, to God. And I saw then and there that God had a program, a place for me to fit in. And he could take me off from a ranch, a farmer's boy, and use me one of the weak things, one of the despised things, one of the disbased things, if you please, to bring to naught the things that are. And I'm thankful tonight that I had the courage and the conviction just to yield my heart and to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I trust tonight, by the mercies of God, some of you young people in Radioland will present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service that you might know his good and acceptable and perfect will. All the joy of being in the center of his will. And I'm glad tonight that God has called me out of business. Yes, many a trial, many a fiery furnace experience. But I'll tell you deep down in my heart tonight, there never was a time of such joy and peace as there is tonight. To know that I'm in the center of his will, that all things work together for good because I love him. And I'm just praying tonight that you may make a gift of yourself to God for his occupation, for his use, and for his service. 2 Corinthians 8, 5 tells us how they first gave themselves to the Lord. That's what God wants you to do tonight. And the money question and the, all the needs that you need for your life and all the things for time and eternity will take care of themselves if you give yourself first to God where God says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. But tonight I want to speak of the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, Christ speaking to his disciples at the Last Supper, he said, I'm going away. And when I go away, he said, I'm going to send you another comforter. One who will take my place. As we look back over the life of Christ, How he suffered the little children to come under him. How he was touched with the feeling of people's infirmity. How he bare their sicknesses and their griefs and their sorrows. How he wept at the grave of Lazarus. Why, we get a picture of what the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, is. And we find in reference to this gift that it was a promised gift for God speaking there, or Christ speaking in John 14:16, He said, if I go not away... The Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will not come, but if I go away, I will send him. And we find that he was promised a gift to the church and that the Holy Spirit is here tonight. You and I do not have to pray for the Holy Spirit to come down. He's here in the world. And we find the moment that we come to the Word and believe the Word, that the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, the wind, listing where it will sweeps over our souls, and we are pointed to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And we find a wonderful refuge in Christ. Now, that's the Holy Spirit's work. We find that he was promised. And then in the second chapter of Acts, we find that he was powerful. He came as a wind, a mighty rushing wind, and as a fire. And when I stop to think of him coming as a wind rushing there upon the waiting disciples, I'm reminded of a scene back in the Garden of Eden where, fresh from the Creator's hand, we find Adam fashioned out of the dust of the ground, how God, Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God, stooped over and breathed into Adam the breath of life, the living breath, and Adam became a living soul. That. Typical of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's work to bring us light and to point us to the source of light. He's powerful. And then at the Red Sea, when the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea, you remember it speaks there how God brought a strong east wind and it blew all that night and beat the waves back. That's just a little typical picture of the power of the Holy Spirit under the emblem of the wind. And so we could go on. You take there when Nicodemus came to Jesus by night. Christ told Nicodem- Nicodemus that the wind listeth where it will. Speaking of the Holy Spirit, and tonight out over the ether waves, the Holy Spirit in your home, Holy Spirit's in the different places, up in Canada, out in the mountain districts. And if you'll just pay attention and heed to the word, first of all, that gentle breath, that powerful uh wind will sweep over your soul bringing conviction and convincing you of righteousness and bring and will ultimately bring you to christ if you harden not your heart and you take care upon the day of pentecost peter that man that was a coward now courageous stands up and he tells the people at pentecost about the holy one that they had crucified and three thousand souls were pricked in their conscience and in their heart that day, and they were added unto the church. Oh, beloved, listen. This gift of the Holy Spirit is a peculiar gift, not only promised, not only powerful, but a peculiar gift. Some of the men there at Pentecost couldn't understand the why. Multitudes could not understand what had taken place. Some were amazed. Others mocked. I said a moment ago, Peter, that once a coward, now a man of courage, I want to tell you, my friends, the moment that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, he'll take you backward, bashful, and he'll put you forward if you honor Christ, and he'll make you a firebrand to go down through the country telling the blessed story, and he'll give you courage. And men's hearts will be pricked. Why? Because you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then in this second chapter of Acts, I haven't time to go into a detailed exposition of it, but we find it's a poured out gift. How there, Peter, standing up, it's recorded in the 18th verse. He said, On my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy... And there at the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was poured out without measure, not just a trickling stream of water because the Holy Spirit is spoken of often under the emblem of water, but it was poured out, a mighty ocean of power, a mighty ocean of water to water the vast dry deserts of this old earth. And all tonight he's standing, Christ is standing at the heart door, wanting to take your heart and to just pour in all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And I pray tonight that someone may see the vision and obey the command of Ephesians 5.18, which says, Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, looking through this book of Acts, this second chapter, we find that this Holy Spirit was a purchased gift, it cost God something. I haven't time to read all the verses, but if you'll jot them down, verses 22 to 36, you'll find there, running through those verses, is the theme of Calvary, how wicked men took this Christ, put him upon the cross, and he was slain for the sin of the world, and how this. Jesus hath God raised up whereof we are all witnesses. And God hath now placed him upon the right hand at his throne. A purchased gift. Listen, it cost God's heart to give his son. It cost God all that he had to give his precious son for you and for me. It's a, it's a purchased gift, a costly gift. And listen, if I should come with you tonight to you tonight with a box of pearls or diamonds, or a necklace of pearls, or a diamond ring. And I'd say to you that this cost two or $3,000. My, how your eyes would light up, and you would consider that a wonderful gift. But I want to tell you there's a gift tonight that far outshines the diamonds, and the rubies, and the gold, and the silver, and all the precious stones. That's the gift of the Holy Spirit, one of the most marvelous gifts A man could have for time and eternity two or three days ago i was elbowing my way down through the congested shopping section here in los angeles and in the whirlpool of humanity i was sort of eddied over towards a window at one of the great department stores and i noticed there my rather my attention was attracted by some toys in the window on display And after I looked at the toys, I turned to see who was near me, and I noticed a man standing close by, who from appearances was a hard-working man. His clothes, from appearances at least, showed that he'd been using those clothes a good many months. But he had a wonderful face, and I noticed noticed him looking at those toys. And then just a little touch came... Into the scene, he reached into his pocket, pulled out a rather dilapidated billfold and counted over some paper money, evidently, that he had in his billfold. And then I saw him put that billfold back in his pocket, wend his way down to the door and into the store to buy a gift. Now, my heart was touched. That father, I could tell by his hands, hard-working man that he was, he stood there looking at those gifts. And perhaps some boy or some girl, his daughter or his son, he wanted to do something for them, and he counted the cost. And yet he he did not stop. Perhaps it represented food money, I don't know. But he wanted to do something for his son. And into the store he went, and he bought that gift for his child. And I'm thinking out in radio land tonight, boys and girls perhaps do not appreciate sometimes What sacrifices father and mother make to purchase gifts at this season? But oh, I want you to think of the sacrifice that it cost God to give to bring the gift of the Holy Spirit to you tonight. It's a purchased gift. Don't turn your back upon that purchased gift, will you? And then Acts 2.38 tells us just in a word how we may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. It comes through repentance. Repentance towards God precedes the reception of the Holy Spirit, and repentance is taking God's side against oneself, and repentance opens the door to the reception of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just this little touch before Mrs. Wheeler closes with a closing solo. I want you to see that this gift is a proclaimed gift in verses 41 to 47 of that same chapter. Just give you these touches. In the 41st chapter, they confessed Christ. And the moment that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, you will confess Christ. And in the 42nd verse, they continued steadfast in the truth of God and in the doctrine. And then in the 45th verse, they consecrated all that they had to the Lord their time, their talent their substance, and all it possessed, And I want to tell you the money question and your talent question will all take care of itself the moment that you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then in the 47th verse, we find that converts were added daily to the church such as should be saved. And I want to tell you tonight, the thing that's holding back a revival in this America of ours is because men and women are not willing to let the Holy Spirit have full sway this purchased gift. And may tonight, the Sunday evening prior to Christmas, when men and women are receiving gifts by the score, may you and I receive the Holy Spirit in all of his fullness and go out and be a firebrand, an ambassador for him. Our Father, we pray that I will take this message tonight and may hundreds desire and hunger and thirst for the gift of the Holy Spirit. For we ask it in his name and for his sake. Amen. God's word says, if ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And then, again, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Friends in Radio Land, I just ask you to consider seriously tonight this wonderful gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And may you have the joy of experiencing his fullness by opening up your heart and letting him come in by faith. And so, friends in Radio Land, we again bring another Radio Revival Heart to Heart hour to a close. Pray for us we love to hear from you, and may God richly bless and keep you all in him. Good night, and God bless
1: you.
0: Kindly address all mail to Reverend Charles E. Fuller at Post Office Box 123, Los Angeles, California. Reverend Fuller will be with you again next Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock. And may I say for those of you listening who perhaps would like to do so, a Merry Christmas to Reverend and Mrs. Fuller. This is the Western Broadcast Company. A time signal. Christmas shoppers, inspect this half-million-dollar stock, diamonds,
1: watches, and fine jewelry.